podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Tramp Bet podcast for the weekend of Saturday, April 30th, 2022. I'm your host, Andy Vaughn, and with me, as always, is Gordo. Hello. How are you, Gordon? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm okay. Yeah, I'm doing all right. Uh, just watching my fantasy baseball team um, get annihilated this evening, unfortunately. After after starting the season so well with two wins in both my leagues, so four wins, zero losses, it's looking like this week is going to be a hard week for me. A double L. A double L, yeah. But we'll see. And also joining us this week, last week's guest, back once again, Mr. Joey Slenzak. How are you, Joey? Good. How's it going, guys? Yeah. All right. See, I've, yeah. I've said all right to you because oh, already yeah. I've already explained my fantasy baseball uh, dilemma <laughs> and my woes there. So it's not going all right. It's going badly. But because yeah. uh, I've if already explained would, that. Would, if the patrons would like extra content, we could just record from when we start talking and you just moan about Stephen Matz for 15 minutes. Stephen like, Matz was all right. It was Carlos Carrasco. Mm. He's been good for me this season, though, so, so far. So, Fair enough. Hey, hey, that's not what we're here to talk about. This is football betting podcast. Baseball is for other times. Um, so yeah, welcome, welcome to the show. Good to have you back, Joey. As normal, we shall recap last week's picks, which was easily one of the worst weekends we've had this season. Um, which is which is unfortunate, especially if uh, this happens to be your first time listening to the show. You're going to hear some pretty awful results. Yeah. <laughs> Go back and listen to previous episodes. It's much better. Um, I'll kick us off on the recap. At least I got my banker in. Nice and happy with that. Uh, Firth versus Leverkusen. The away win here for Bayer Leverkusen was 2-5, to five, which is pretty good odds for something I thought was almost certain to happen. And they obliged and went ahead and won this game 4-1. So nice and comfortable. Uh, on to my banker, uh, another success for me, but not with Dortmund this week. Although that would have come in had you had you went with your over point five in the in the first half again. Slightly bigger odds, I wanted two. Uh, this was Cologne versus Bielefeld. Um, Cologne won this three one. So not much to note. Uh, they they did concede to make it uh, one each, and then I didn't get my early payout until like eighty nine minutes. But <laughs> um, yeah, so not quite as early enough. And then it was. The responsibility of Joey to round off the banker trebles. How did it go? Yeah. Yeah. I had uh, Mecklen versus Charleroi. I liked the goal in the first half. You could get that around like one to three. And there were 10 shots, shot attempts, and two shots on target. And Charleroi really had a lot of uh, attacking prowess going towards the back end of the first half. But unfortunately, it was nil nil going into halftime. And then uh, Van, Van Lerbergi, I know I butchered that name, uh, just he scored in the 50th minute for uh, Mechelen and then they ended up winning one nothing. So, Five minutes unfortunately, too that late. Didn't come in. Yeah. That's a shame. That's the first banker treble we've missed in weeks. So, un- unfortunate, but hoping to bounce back this weekend with three solid banker picks. On to the value section. I let this down very early on Friday evening with Karlsruhe versus Ingolstadt. Really liked the Karlsruhe home win at just under even money. Um, <laughs> they were 2-0 down pretty early in this game and they did fight back uh, to draw two each but it wasn't they, they didn't manage to do enough to get the win um, if you were to look at the stats now 66% possession to 34 24 goal attempts to 11 10 shots on target to 5 like Carthor should have won this game um, it was just one of those days that a couple of the early angle stat chances went in um, and they left themselves with too much of an uphill battle yeah a good goal but uh, yeah. at, at least it, it's you know you, you had a bit of excitement towards the end of the game anyway with them. Oh, there was fifteen minutes when back, it was two you know. each, and they were you know on the ascendancy, but they they never got over the line. Well, I, I wasn't much better to be honest. Um, my value pick was uh, Antalya Spor versus Casida Spor. Nothing happened in the first half, and then Casida Spor scored first, which is not what I wanted. <laughs> um, until but Antalya Spor then responded like about four minutes later. Um, so I thought I had a pretty good shot at this. Um, I mean, they had, they had less of the, they had more of the ball, but less shots on target and less various different things. Just a weird week for them. Game ended one one, uh, and no value for me, Joey. Yeah, so my value was actually the only bright spot of the weekend for me, and uh, I had 
Schalke versus Werder Bremen over one and a half goals in the second half. And you could get that, that kicked off around, I think 1.75 ish. I was looking at it initially at like 1.85, 1.9, which was just mental because that came in eight minutes after the halftime whistle. Yeah. Um, that's an eight, that's an eight a, minutes. You were happy to see it after the halftime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, the one other thing that I kind of tipped for this one is a little bit of extra spice. Uh, both teams to score in the second half. Uh, you could have gotten that just shy of two to one. And sure enough, uh, Simon Tarota for Schalke got our both teams to score in the second half in the 88th minute. So it took a little while, a little bit longer than the over one and a half goals, but uh, I still pretty spicy. Hopefully some people got on that. Yeah, that was nice. Good, good pick, making up some of the damage that myself and Gordon had done in our value sections. On to the outsider picks, which are the, the big odds things. Um, and mine was in the German second division, Paderborn versus Hanover. I just fancied this would be a really close game. So I opted for a draw here. And it was a pretty evenly matched game. 48% to 52% possession, 15 shots to 17 on target, five shots to four shots. So sounds pretty even, but no, Paderborn uh, won this game 3 nothing. So just one of those games that was quite an evenly matched contest, but one team had their, their shooting boots on and the other didn't. Uh, mine, mine was closer. This was a, this was a closer game. This was Montrose versus Queen's Park. Uh, and it, I, I fancied a draw here. It was 2-1. Um, the only thing about this game is the story of uh, Michael Doyle, who, who pretty much fucked this for me, <laughs> like the whole game. He came on in the 54th minute, got booked, scored an own goal, and then, uh, yeah, that was that was his day coming on. <laughs> it was like, wow. he, so, man, you get right, he brought 58 minutes, he gets booked in the 63rd, and in the 78th, he scores an own goal. So, well, you know, you get your name on the, the match sheet, uh, the the team sheet, yeah, name, name in the papers, yeah, but, you and, know, um, for the match report. What a contribution, what a contribution because um, Smith had scored for Queen's Park in the first minute. So, I thought the away team scoring in a game you want to draw perfectly, that's that's yeah. ideal. And it, it was the 78th minute when uh. Mr. Doyle decided to score a goal, so I thought I was going to get my drawing, but Montreux scored two minutes later uh, to make it 2-1, and nothing really happened after that. Um, a game that will be played again in like a week and a half, because they're both right beside each other in the promotion yeah. spots, so um, yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, I wouldn't be surprised for another tight affair in there, but no outsider for me, Joey. Yeah, so for my outsider, I had... Fenerbahce to win in both teams to score. And you could have gotten that for around 3.5. And I kind of feel personally aggrieved by this one because things were going great up until kickoff. And then uh, Rizzo Sport decided to get a red card in the first minute. Um, so naturally, that kind of kills most hopes for both teams to score. Both teams to score. I know Fenerbahce that sucks, man. Because Fenerbahce did the job so easy as well. And the interesting part was in the second half, Rizespor actually had six goal attempts and three on target. So there was a slight outside chance that might have truly come in as a proper outsider in the literal sense. But that oh, that was unfortunate because, yeah, Fenerbahce were always going to win that. And in hindsight, I probably should have put that in like the banker slot or maybe the charity slot. But I guess it's we easy, live in life. Easy, easy to look back at these things, man. But it's still, you know, Rizespor don't get a man bend a minute in your game goes differently. So I, I I wouldn't worry about that. That's tough. They were the main picks. As I say, not a great week for the podcast. Um, so we'll be looking to bounce back this week. Uh, the final bet to recap is, as normal, the charity bet, where a pick from each of us and all the returns go to a charity of our choosing. Unfortunately, there were no returns this week. I was partly responsible for that. Uh, my charity pick being FC Copenhagen in the Danish Superliga to beat Randers. Um, you look at the stats in this game, it was a really even game. Now, I expected FC Copenhagen to walk all over Randers, so I got this so wrong, um, and they lost 1-0. Yeah, not, not a great... Uh... Not it's one of the, I know I've said when it you comes know, the, to these things, sometimes you know, it happens. Like the outsider I expected to be a tight game. It was a tight game and that ended up losing 3-0. That's fine. This I expected to be a one-sided Copenhagen affair and it wasn't. It was a, it was a really even match. Um, so, yeah, not a good pick. 
not fantastic there. Uh, I was all right in the bar, uh, the bar, in the charity spot. Um, I had Exeter uh, to, to to beat a rather sorry Rochdale team, uh, and they did. They they agreed with us there and and won that game two nil. Uh, they scored quite early. I think it was thirty minutes in, and then they they you know it was two nil much later on. There was again you're looking for your early payout. That game happened. I think it was about eighty eight minutes or something. So <laughs> three minutes less to sweat. Um, but yeah, so I, I was relatively pleased with that. But um, yeah, not to be this week in, in, in charity. So Joey, round us off then. Round off our, our rubbish week. <laughs> what did you have in the charity? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably my worst pick of the weekend. Um, I had Austin FC versus Vancouver Whitecaps, and I like both teams to score. And Austin FC ran out 3-0 winners. Uh, in the first half, they ended up going up 2-0, and they had 73% of the possession. So over 70% of the possession, Vancouver was really kind of sitting back and trying to absorb something, and they just weren't doing anything. Uh, luckily for us, they kind of tried to turn it up in the second half, and uh, Austin FC only had 60% possession this time. Um, but Vancouver also had eight attempts on goal. Uh, I actually watched a little bit of the second half, and while it was eight attempts, unfortunately, a lot of them were little bit speculative so yeah. weren't quite what we needed the but, goalkeeper caught kind of thing and yeah yeah i i appreciated the the intention and the <laughs> attempt but yeah we kind of need a little bit more than that execution unfortunately, lacking. yeah come in. yeah okay so no some, charity some weeks yeah no charity win this week which means gordon got his in i did not get mine i will be backing it again second week in a row i believe um, that's called a gardening a garden. <laughs> no, that's you get to five. That's five in a row. <laughs> uh, yeah, so hopefully, hopefully overall we'll do a wee bit better this week. Um, we're going to head to a short break now. If you have, if you're a member of the Trample Bet Club on Patreon, it's six pounds a month to help us out with our, our running costs, get involved in the podcast, be part of the club. And in return, you'll hear a little middle section of picks we like for the weekend that maybe didn't make the show's actual content and we just shoot the breeze about some some bets in general uh, you also get all the picks for the weekend ahead in a handy cheat sheet format all written down for you so you don't need to try and remember or take notes as we go through them and you also get all our extra content stuff so the USPGA will be coming up soon I think that's the next big event in the calendar we'll do a standalone um, Patreon only show for um, so yeah www.patreon.com forward slash trample bet or search Trampled Bet in the Patreon app. We'll see you after the break. Welcome back, and now on to this week's picks for Saturday, April 30th, 2022, or should I say the weekend of Saturday, April 30th, 2022, because none of my picks are actually on this Saturday. Um, I'm going to kick us off with the banker. We'll then run through all our picks on banker bets, values, outsiders, and then round off with the charity treble as normal. Um, I'm going to have to wait a wee bit of time for my banker. I presume it will be the last of the 12 picks chronologically because it's Monday evening at 7.30 p.m., in the German Bundesliga. There are only three games left in the German top flight now. Um, so I'm looking at Gladbach versus RB Leipzig. And Leipzig currently occupy fourth in the league. That's the final Champions League spot uh, for the Bundesliga. And they've only got a two-point advantage over Freiburg, who are right behind them in fifth. So they need as many points as they can get in this, this uh, three-game run-in. Um, they're away from home against a mid-table München Gladbach who are safe from relegation. They cannot make any of the European places. Their, their season is basically done. They're finished. doesn't matter what they do now in these last three games. They're not going to win anything, get any European spots, and they're not going to be able to be relegated. Um, form-wise, Leipzig, one of the form teams in the division, they've taken 10 points from the last five league games, but they also perform really well on the roads. They've accumulated 22 points from 15 away games, which is pretty damn good away from home form. Munchen Gladbach similarly have managed 22 points from their 15 home games. So you'd expect to be a lot better at home than you are away. Uh, so Munchen Gladbach not exactly setting the heather light at home 
and Leipzig have just as good an away record. The two meetings of these sides in 2021 both went the way of Leipzig. A 3-2 win in February, and then most recently, they demolished Mönchengladbach 4-1 in December. Uh, this is a game that really matters to Leipzig, and it doesn't matter at all to Mönchengladbach. Uh, I can't see Leipzig not going all out of this, and therefore, if it does go wrong for them, that that wrong thing will be a draw. I just can't see them losing this. Um, a draw would be disastrous for them, uh, but I, I can't see them losing. So I'm going to take the double chance on Leipzig away win or draw at odds of one to four. Um, this game is Monday night. They do play uh, Rangers in Europe tomorrow evening, um, so Thursday, uh, Thursday evening. Uh, but the fact is all the way on Monday night, that should be fine and shouldn't really upset them too much. So away win or draw in München Gladbach versus Leipzig. This is going to be a theme all week, isn't it? Just Well, I, you could take what Andy said, right? And just copy and paste it over to AC Ajaccio versus La Havre, a game that should be on Friday night, but conspicuously all the French games uh, two years ago have been moved to Saturday, the French League Two games instead. Of course, most of the card goes on Sunday with the League One. So they go National on the Friday, uh, League Two on the Saturday, and, and uh, League, well, the, third, the, the French top division uh, on on a Sunday. Uh, AC Ajaccio versus La Havre, there's a mental stat in this game. Um, they're second in the league just now, and they're second by three points, four points from fourth, five points from fifth. Um, they need to keep winning. They play against a Le Havre team who have got 50 points. They're 13 points out with the kind of spots for playing off and promotion. There's three games left. They can't do anything about it. You know, the, the maximum they could gain is nine points from this. AC Ajaccio, this was my mental stat, have conceded 17 goals in 35 games. That That's is really good. by, in a long way, the best record in this league. The league leaders to lose have conceded 30, 13 more goals. The average in this league is conceding 46. They've conceded wow. 31 less goals than the average. Uh, sorry, uh, 29 less goals. Um, insane. Uh, they've only scored 35, though. So they play exactly like um, our friends as Vipa Fukuoka, uh, but with slightly more success. Oh, um, so I mean I think Ajaccio will, will go out and win this game head-to-heads have three draws and two Ajaccio wins from the last five games La Havre have got nothing to play for they've got no reason to be better than I mean if I'm them at this point last weekend was the game they needed to win they didn't do it um, to keep that oh we need 12 points and we need to, we'll get four games left Ajaccio, uh, I've got much more skin in the game here. So you'll get them at what I consider quite spicy banker odds of 4 to 7 or 6 to 11, should you wish to get involved. Um, and that is on Saturday at 6 pm. Uh, so quite a lot of my games feature Saturday, which is unusual. Sometimes uh, me and Andy would, would flip and I would have games on Friday night. But yeah, that is my banker this week. Uh, Joey, where do you take us for your banker? All right. So for my banker, I'm revisiting a team from last week, but I'm hoping to correct my mistakes. And this week I'm taking Fenerbahce just to win. Nothing extra, just just to win. And you can get that at 1.4-ish. I'll first preface this show by saying I'm going to do something that I have not done since I've come on this show. And that is not only hopefully going 4-4, but there won't be any both teams to score. It, your boy's picking, he's picking winners. Picking I'm, I'm straight, picking results this week. Winners. So for this winner, I like Fenerbahce to beat Gazantep. And the reason for this is Fenerbahce sit in second place on 65 points, scoring 65 goals, conceding 35. And they've won seven matches on the spin, trying to hold off Konyaspor, who are one point behind them, for that final Champions League spot in the league. Gazantep, on the other hand, they sit in 15th place, only 12 points above the final relegation spot. They've scored 43 goals and conceded 49. And what's kind of interesting in this one, and hopefully will help us, is mathematically, unless Altai or Rizaspor, who are both at 30 points, there's four games left in the season, so 12 possible points. Unless either of those sides go on an absolute tear and are beating teams by six plus goals in each of those games. 
because NTEP are mathematically safe. So realistically, they don't really have a whole lot left to play for this season. But the key for me here is the home and away splits. Because NTEP in their last 10 have picked up seven points. And all of those seven points have come at home. They've lost five straightaway matches. And they've only won twice in their last 15 away matches, all competitions. Fenerbahce, on the other hand, are undefeated in their last six home matches and have won nine of their last 10 league matches. And I mean, they should be able to take full advantage of this poor Gazentep side that has only picked up six points of the 42 this season away from home. And that's in 17 attempts. The, even if they had something to play for, I don't think they had much of a chance. Now that they we, yeah. technically don't have much to play for, uh, I think they really, 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 really don't have a chance. And so I just love taking Fenerbahce to win straight up. Nothing special. I, know, I really like this pick. This, this, this was another one that I did look at. Uh, and yeah, Gazantep play Rizaspor in the last game of the season. So fuck it. If they needed to win, you're as well beating them, not the guys in second place. Exactly. Uh, so, so yeah, I think it's a really good pick, Joey. I like I like the simplified approach this week. I'm fully expecting on a four of four. Uh, sure you, well, me, I, me and Andy go zero of four. No, uh, no, we at least no, 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 mega coupon. Yeah. We at least go one of four and we get this banker treble in. The odds of which combines to one point six eight to one at bet three six five, which seems decent enough. On to the value picks for this weekend. Um, the Japanese card is on Friday this week. Um, I don't know what's going on in Japan. That means uh, the games aren't on Saturday. But uh, it's an early start on Friday morning for me for Soretsu Osaka versus the Kashima Antlers. 8 a.m. UK time on Friday morning in the Japanese J1 League. So this is second place Kashima Antlers away at seventh place Soretsu Osaka. I really, really, really like the Antlers this year. And I'm going to continue to take them in spots like this when they're priced even money or better against a team that they're going to finish higher in the league. And I think so Zaka will be a, a reasonably comfortable mid-table team. Uh, I think Kashima will be challenging for the league title. Uh, Kashima have won three out of three away games so far this season. And Sarezzo Zaka are actually one of the worst performers at home, despite that overall seventh place. They've actually only managed two points from a possible 12 at home. Uh, so that's not good at all. Dating back to 2013, these two sides have played each other at Sarezzo Osaka's ground eight times, and Kashima have won them all. That is, that is just good enough for me. Um, the most recent one was just a fortnight ago in the League Cup, and that was a 3-1 victory for the Kashima Antlers. I expect more of the same here. I think 6-5 is a good price. Critique on that one. I phoned Andy earlier on and asked if I could guess all his picks, and this was one that one of them that I did guess yes. uh, was going to be his. So I've critiqued with others, but not this one. Um, so I, I take you to uh, as as viewers of the show for a long time, and also people who've paid for the bid section. Well, though, I like the Swedish league, uh, and I am in the Allsvenskan for round six, which features a game. For where I'm going to take a team at what are the quite ridiculous value odds for me of 11 to 8 trending towards an outsider um, this is Hammerby versus Malmo um, Hammerby have started the season the complete opposite of a uh, midsection uh, subject Degger Force they've played 5-1-5 they, they, they are on form they're top of the league they've taken 15 points obviously they're five games scored 13 conceded 2 Malmo in second. Malmo in second spot. Uh, 11 points, scored six, conceded one. So not quite as good, but they're the team that, you know, get into Europe and Sweden pretty much every year. Um, Hammerby have got this guy. And this one of the reasons that I'm really glad I got to make this pick on this show is because I can alert Joey to a guy he should be back in as a fucking correct scorer every week, right? Yeah. It is 18-year-old recent signing for Hammerby and current... I think he's the is he the league current top goal scorer? Yeah, he is the league's current uh, top goal scorer. Willet Svedberg, uh, five goals in his first five games. Uh, he's playing for the Swedish under nineteen team currently. 
He is on a tear, including two against Sirius last week, two against Sundsvall in week two, one against Helsingborg in, in week one. He's just having a great time at the moment. And uh, it doesn't even list, it doesn't get a picture of him. It doesn't list his age. And I had to go look this up um, because it's like Hammerby are just not that big a team. Um, I think Hammerby are going to give a really good game to Malmo. And you're getting them at 11 to 8. I mean, Malmo are 95. So they, they are the outsider in this game. And that's unusual for this league. Um, but I really think that Hammerby can get something off them. And hopefully it's a win in this spot. And 11 to 8. For a team that haven't lost a game yet and only conceded two goals, I am all over. So I'm going to take Hammerby at home to Malmo uh, at 11 to 8. Joey. Yeah, so for my value pick, I'm going to bring it home to the US. And we're in the MLS for Toronto FC hosting Cincinnati FC. And Toronto sit, and you can get the Toronto win. I like Toronto to win, just, just to clarify. Um, at 1.85, just shy of even money. And Toronto sit fifth in the Eastern Conference on 11 points, picking up 10 points in the last five, scoring 12 goals, conceding 10, while Cincinnati sit bottom of the Eastern Conference. And they've only picked up four points in the last five, scoring seven goals, conceding nine. The key here, again, is going to be the home slash away splits, um, with Cincinnati picking up one win at home and one win away. But the big difference is that they've scored seven of their nine goals this season at home. And they've been held scoreless in three or four away matches. The only time they scored was when they won. Hopefully that's not a bad omen for us. But Toronto, on the other hand, have picked up three straight wins at home after a tough 1-4 loss to the New York Red Bulls to kick off their home campaign. And they've scored two or more goals in five straight matches. Historically, Toronto have won four of six all-time meetings and two of three at BMO Field in Toronto. Um, and looking at who Toronto have been beating, um, they, I think they picked up a pretty big win at home against league leaders, or at least top of the Eastern Conference, Philadelphia Union, who for the past couple of years have been really, really good this yeah. league. Um, they've been competing for CONCACAF Champions League titles. They've been competing for U.S. playoff titles. Um, so that's a pretty big scalp, in my opinion. Um, Toronto, have, they were kind of at the peak a couple of years ago, and then they've slowly been drifting down. But I think they're kind of stabilizing now, and they've got a really, really potent offense. Um, one interesting fact is they've seen both teams to score in every single match this season. So no sh no surprise I had not gravitated towards I, uh, this pick. Found this one, yeah. but. This, this is going to be a really tough test for Cincinnati, especially playing away from home. And I fully expect Toronto to come out on top. And I think 1.8 is a decent price for that too. I, I would have liked it a little bit closer to even money, but even then I still think there's some meat on the bones. Yeah, between me and you, we've got two even money picks in there. And uh, as you as you hinted, uh, you know, Jesus is back and he's fucking banging them in at the moment. Um, so yeah, yeah. Uh, Good pick in there, and I very much hope to see Jesus Jimenez on the score sheet and a Toronto win. You know it. And hopefully a value treble coming in, and the value treble wears itself out at 8.66 to 1 this week. Um, so there you go. On to the outsiders, where we try and find some big price selections, uh, if you fancy a speculative punt this weekend. My outsider... As with the value, very early start. This one's at 7 a.m. on Friday morning. I am really pushing the boat out here uh, in terms of what weekend means. What, what you would class as a weekend, yeah. Yeah, so 7, 7 a.m. on Friday morning in the Japanese J1 League uh, for Kyoto Sanga versus Avispa Fukuoka. Uh, this is newly promoted Kyoto Sanga, and they've had a great start to the season. They currently find themselves in fifth spot with 15 points from nine matches. They're also the most informed team in the league. Well, jointly, uh, the most informed team in the league with 10 points from the last five games. They're going to face a tough task here, though, when they play Avispa Fukuoka, as they're going to play a style of football against Kyoto that they're not used to. Being a newly promoted team, I think you know most teams try and attack Kyoto and they've been able to set in um, and they've been able to hit on the counter and they've been able to score some good goals. However, Avispa Fukuoka, away from home here, 
will be the team that sit in. They'll be happy for Kyoto to try and break them down, give them the ball. And if they can grab a goal near the end, um, they'll take that. But they'll probably be happy with the draw as they are in every single game they, they ever play this season. Um, Fukuoka, they've just been excellent in limiting teams with more strength and depth than Kyoto to only a few chances per game. Like they've been doing this to the teams that are going to be title contenders. Um, so they should be able to keep this match really tight as well. Um, I think they'll be successful in doing that. So, and I think we'll make it a tight game. So the odds on a draw are very appealing to me here as they're 21 to 10 at bet 365. So you go over two to one in a draw for Kyoto Sanga versus Avispa Fukuoka. And I think that's got a good chance of coming in in what I imagine will be a tight, low scoring affair. Look forward to receiving one notification for that game when it's over. <laughs> that's it. Nil nil. <laughs> Hope so. Hope that, I mean, to be honest, I'd take four each. Like, okay, yeah, yeah. The, it doesn't matter. Like, I'll take the draw. If I can get a draw, I'll be delighted. I don't think the like the fans of Fukuoka could handle an eight goal game. They've been so <laughs> like oh. they, they, you know, they haven't seen eight goals this season. Like no. for anything that's happened. So um but yeah, I mean I, I uh, I fully expect that as a bit another good result in there, Andy, because it's fucking they're just draw masters, aren't they? They are the draw masters. Um, I take us to the Bundesliga for my outsider, um, and games that do matter um, to both teams. Actually, uh, as as Andy said, there's only three games left of the of the Bundesliga uh, to go. Um, I am taking you to Hoffenheim versus Freiburg, and a game that matters to both teams because Hoffenheim are in eighth, Freiburg are in fifth, 52 point Freiburg, 46 point uh, Hoffenheim. So both teams have got stuff to play for. However, Freiburg have lost one game in their last 12 away and it was a 1-0 loss to Bayern. Um, there's, been some, there's been plenty of draws in there, but they're in fifth place for a reason. They are right chasing the Champions League spots. They're two points behind RB Leipzig, who... We hopefully won't drop points this weekend, but if they do a draw, it's fine. Um, but, you know, Freiburg are right up there. I mean, if Leverkusen on 55, Leipzig on 54, and Freiburg on 52. Shows you how tight this league is, and they've got three games to go. And Freiburg's three games are Hoffenheim, which I'd consider the easiest out of Freiburg Union, and Leverkusen Freiburg. Uh, as the games to go. So if you're going to pick up points, this is one of the games, if you'd look to the calendar, you'd go, this is where we need to be doing it. Uh, and, and you know, Ho- Hoffenheim's last few games haven't been very good. Uh, they've only got, they've only picked up two points in their last five games. That's that's home and away. Uh, one of those points came as a 0-0 draw with Firth. Uh, the other came with a 2-2 draw with Frankfurt. Then they lost to Leipzig, lost to VFL Bochum and lost to Hertha. Whereas Freiburg's away for beating Hamburg, Beating Frankfurt, an L no draw with Firth, which is apparently acceptable in this case, but not for the other team. <laughs> um, and uh, a draw with Leipzig and a draw with Bock. I will a win in the cup, but um, we beat Augsburg before that. I think Freiburg are overpriced here, and you can get them at 90 to 10 or 2 to 1, depending on what bookie you're looking at there. Um, big, big game in the Bundesliga, one of only ones that matters really uh, left. There's a, there's a couple that are like that, but this is one where both teams have something at stake. Um, so yeah, I, I I would love Freiburg to win this at nineteen to ten or two to one. Drift if you want, out to three to one, that'd be great. Add a bit of spice. Um, so Joey, what, what have you got in the outsider land? Yeah, I would I would have preferred that nil nil draw between Freiburg and Firth be a uh, a, a Firth or Freiburg win plus both to score, but both it's not to like score, that was my but we'll leave that. or anything. No, yeah. no, nothing there. But no, the only thing I'll add is. Um, I know everyone in the Facebook group is big on uh, Gordo's Frozenone. Frozenone, yeah. Personally, I am an even bigger fan of Andy's Avispa Fukuoka. Um, but that is that's all. So my outsider this week, I'm still in America, and this time I like Austin FC. They're traveling to Houston Dynamo, and I actually like a draw in this match. Austin's and you can get that. Just over uh, two to one at five to two, which I do believe I got my fractional odds correct this time. And Austin sits second in the Western Conference on 17 points, scoring 20 goals, conceding seven. And Houston sit in seventh place on 12 points, scoring 11 goals and conceding nine. 
five-game form table sees these sides only separated by three points, and I think this should be a pretty tight affair. Houston are undefeated at home, picking up two wins and three draws, while Austin have picked up one of everything in their three away matches. But realistically, looking at those that win in the loss, this could have been three draws for Austin FC. With that one no loss to Portland, they had 61% possession, and they had more shot attempts, more attacks, more dangerous attacks, more corners, etc. And on the other end of that spectrum, in that 2-3 win at DC United, that was certainly helped out by DC going down to 10 men just before halftime, which Austin went into that halftime trailing 2-0. Then they turned it around, but it still took them till the 80th minute to get their first goal. Um, and that final goal of the game, the winner, came in the 90th minute. So realistically, that could have been a 2-2 game, should have been a 2-2 game. And even looking at their most recent away match against San Antonio in the U.S. Open Cup, they ended up drawing 1-1 in regulation, and they lost 2-1 in extra time. Ironically, this match is going to be somewhat of a homecoming for uh, Austin FC's new striker this season, Maximiliano Uruti, who scored seven goals and four assists in 30 matches for the Houston Dynamo last season. Um, I think he's been a really important kind of putting the pieces together for Austin. They had a brilliant playmaker and maestro in the midfield with uh, Sebastian Driussi. And so now they have that potent striker to sort of put the, put everything together. And this season he scored four goals and one assist in eight matches. So he's already picking up where he left off. The big thing for me here is based on how um, Austin ran out three nail winners and such comfortable three nail winners at home last time out. I was kind of initially looking at these guys for an outsider and they're sitting at two to one. And the reason for that is Austin are vastly improved compared to last season. So I, I don't think by any means they're going to get played off the park. They're going to get blown out or any of that crazy stuff. But this is going to be a tough test against a strong Houston Dynamo. And unfortunately, I think they'll come up just short of pulling off that upset as two to one dogs. So I, I like that draw at five to two. That makes a ton of sense to me. It feels so dirty being part of an outsider treble with two draws and not contributing at least one of them. <laughs> I believe hey, you're not the draw. Like you are the guy that does the draws. If you gave odds on that to like oh. long-time listeners, fuck, we would make we'd clean up. We we absolutely would. They'd assume I was on some sort of away from home shout, and that Joey was on over six and a half goals in some game. <laughs> Chinese fourth division. <laughs> That's Hong Kong, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Two draws, and Gordon, the only one. Um, Picking it out right winner. A five pound tricksy on that is to tends to be what I do. That returns 280 quid if we manage to get all three. Um we've been reasonably good at the outsiders this year. Uh a lot of two out of three weeks. So uh with a wee bit of luck, maybe a, a three out of three week. On to the charity picks then, which I will be backing again with 10 pounds of my own money. Um I'll get all this back from Gordon, don't worry. Um, because of the New York Mets. So it's fine. Uh, I, will, I, will be back, I will be backing it this week. Uh, and all the returns, including the stake, uh, if we get a winner, will go to a charity of our choosing, which we'll announce uh, next week, should it come in. Um, as with my other picks, uh, I'm in the Japanese J-League, Friday 8am, so we'll know very quickly whether the charity is off to a good start or whether it is done early in the weekend. Kashiba Rezol versus Sagan Tosu. Um, Kashiba have had a great start to this season. 16 points from nine matches. It's good enough to have them fourth place in the table. Sagan Tosu, four points behind them in ninth place. Sagan not performed brilliantly away from home. Four points from five away games. So really not very good. Kashiba have been brilliant at home so far. They've got nine points from four home matches. The sides met in the League Cup a fortnight ago. So similar to my value pick. This game's happened very recently, um, albeit at Sagan's Tosu's ground, and Kashiwa ran out 3-1 winners in that. So I'd expect them to be favourites for this, considering they're the home side this time. 13-10, to 10, in my opinion, is a really good price. Uh, I, I probably wouldn't touch it if they were under-evens, but 
better than evens by such a considerable margin is good for me. So a Kashiba raise all win. Yeah. I mean, I phoned Andy earlier on today, as as we do with a lot of picks in here. Uh, and I know I'm I'm currently missing a Champions League final for this, and I can't believe I'm fucking getting into more detail than is truly needed here. <laughs> um, but are you, are you are you saying that this is a the Champions League final? So you fully expect whoever whoever wins this to to lift the trophy? Semi final. Apologies. <laughs> um, yes, I, I do, it's as I good do. as a final. It's Villarreal or Liverpool's. Doesn't matter. It's, it's uh, I, mm, there's there's something about this pick that feels a bit funky, but I'm trusting you in Japan. Um, what don't you like about it? Uh, all the draws for the away team. Zagantosu. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it could. It, I mean, it could be a draw. Taking a bit of a punt, you know. I, I see that you're probably going to lock in a charity pick well under even money. I'm going well over. So, you know, I like you, to. You are. I just Sagantosu have drawn four out of the last five games away from home, uh, including uh, a nil nil classic with Asfipa Fukuoka. Fukuoka uh, do that. They just yeah, do that. Yokohama, Yokohama, Marinos, Nagoya, and Kashiwa are the other teams that they got draws against. That is the same caliber uh, as. Well, Kashiwa, because it, yeah, it was in the Levine Cup, but that, I don't give a fuck about that. Um, the, <laughs> the, I, I just think it might be a draw. Um, but, you know, I, I'm, if it doesn't come in, I'll obviously be disappointed, but mine's is coming in. So, I, I mean, three of three on charity, I'd be very excited for that. Uh, and I'll whisk you away. Um, <laughs> That's a joke, isn't it? That's a pun already. <laughs> Yeah. I'll whisk like, you away. Ciao, amici. Vi porto anzioni di Lecce. So this is, hello, friends. I bring you action from Lecce with two games to go. Those milk boys are involved in some shit and I very much expect them to settle it this weekend. Um, LR Vicenza are the, uh, the, the aggressors this week. Uh, Lecce actually play away at, at Vicenza. As we all know, Vicenza are shite. There's two games to go. 36 points gets you out of the, the relegation zone. They're on 28. Yeah. So you don't need to be a math whiz to know that uh, the fuck all chance of them getting out of that. They can still get into that automatic out, uh, the automatic playoff spot. You know, the one where you have to play against uh, Hamilton if you was playing in Scotland <laughs> every year. Um, so it, but Alessandria will do that and they've been picking up points recently. Uh, LR Vicenza have been awful and Lecce you know, they're top of the league. Like, they're, 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 they're doing pretty well. They're on 68 points. Crame and AC are just behind them on 66, which is why this game's so important. Um, they're both in the spots that you automatically promote, and then you've got Monza and Pisa uh, behind them on 64 and 63 points. Points are essential here. This game guarantees them, you know, of, of getting up at least, if not winning the league. And they'll have big aspirations of doing so. They're the form team in the league. They've taken 12 points from the last five games. LR Vicenza have taken four points from the last five games. That's very obvious with their, their league table. Last two meetings of the teams have been Lecce wins. Um, Lecce's away record hasn't been as phenomenal as uh, their home record, but I still expect them to get uh, do the job over a rather sorry LR Vicenza team. Um, so yeah, Lecce, away from home. Uh, what Andy alluded to is the rather not that spicy odds of three to four or two to three uh, or four there to we six. Go. Are sorry, we four, are we four, four to six. six uh, if you if you want to if you want to uh, talk to Andy about I don't know bookies of the eighties. Um, I like Lecce here. Uh, they've been good all season. They've got two games to 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 make a a, a dent here and, and actually win this league. Their next game's against Frozenone, which is much harder. So <laughs> I think they'd they'd much prefer to get it against LR Vicenza, and I expect them to do so. So, Joey, how do you end this week for us? All right. So I'm going to round out the charity trouble with what I'm not going to say those that phrase that curses the pick, but I, I really, really like this pick. And this was probably one of the first picks I was looking at and trying oh, to find about your own pick for it. It's the pick of the week. Are you saying any of the old pick of the week? No, Joey, is that... no. no but you said it oh, about no. yours. This, That's this fine. is my version of the early kickoff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, this, uh, for, for my, one of, one of my favorite picks, because I love all of the picks I've brought to the show this week, but perhaps one of my slightly more favorite picks is, MacArthur FC, the Mac attack against the Newcastle Jets. And you can get a MacArthur win around 2.2, just over even money. And so with two games left before the playoffs for MacArthur, 
Newcastle have one extra game in hand, so they have three matches left. MacArthur sit in seventh place, one point behind Central Coast for the last spot in the playoffs. They've scored 37 goals and conceded 43, while the Newcastle Jets sit eight points behind Central Coast with three games to play. So realistically, they could potentially be five points behind on level games with uh, MacArthur. And I don't know, Central Coast has one extra game as well. Um, But in order to kind of get into the playoffs, Newcastle really need a small miracle. And they'd have to leapfrog Sydney, MacArthur, and Central Coast just to sneak in. So they're all playing all really intensive. well. Like they are all teams that are like doing pretty decent at the moment. Maybe not Sydney, but yeah. CCM and uh, MacArthur. Dodgy for me this season. Yeah. yeah. C- Central Coast have been on fire lately, so I fully expect game. them to hold on to something. Yeah. The team that I'm looking at in this uh, these last two spots is actually Wellington Phoenix, and I kind of touched on them the beginning of the season. I thought they might struggle a little bit, but they've kind of found their way into the uh, fifth spot, the second to last playoff spot. But <laughs> Newcastle Jets, for all, for all I care about, for all intents and purposes, their, their season is effectively over for me. Um, and I say this because they have, not only do they need three teams above them to lose all of their games, remaining games this season, they also need to win all of their games, which two of those three are away from home. And if you look at how they've been performing away this season, um, they've really, really struggled. Um, it's it's not good at all. They've only picked up six points in eleven away matches versus nineteen points at home, and they've actually lost six of their last seven away matches. Now, MacArthur admittedly haven't been setting the world on fire lately. Um, they've kind of been struggling, but a lot of those matches that they've struggled in were away from home, which I, I'm not going to fault them too much for that. They've put, come up against some buzzsaw teams. Um. But they should hopefully find some comfort knowing that their two final matches are both at home and they're against the ninth and 10th place teams, respectively. So essentially teams that don't have much to play for as well. Um, but they've also only lost twice in their last seven home matches. And both of, the lo- both of those losses came against the two Melbourne clubs who sit Melbourne City sit first and Melbourne Victory sit third. So again, no shame in that. But MacArthur have actually picked up four wins during that seven-game stretch, scoring two or more goals in five of those seven. And I say two or more goals being significant because Newcastle have scored one or fewer goals in five of their last seven away matches while conceding two or more in six of those seven. So already right there, Newcastle are kind of struggling to keep up that scorching goal pace that they started the season off with. But also, historically, MacArthur haven't lost to Newcastle in four meetings. Two wins and two draws. And even in those two draws, they never trailed. It was always the Newcastle Jets grabbing an equalizer. Um, with Newcastle's season winding to an end and MacArthur still in the hunt, I fully expect them to do everything in their power to kind of put the pressure on Central Coast, who admittedly could potentially drop points in that makeup game that they've got. They're playing against Western Sydney, or not Western Sydney, Western United this weekend. Um, granted, it's at home where they have been a lot better, but I th- I wouldn't be surprised if that was a draw. Uh, Western United sit second in the league, and they're kind of chasing Melbourne for that top spot and trying to hold off victory for that second spot to get a bye in the first round. So I think this is a really, really, really good spot for MacArthur to pick up three points and hopefully kind of close the gap. And so the only caveat I will give with this pick is I really love the pit or I really love the straight up win. Um, but if you want to be a little bit less, slightly shorter odds, something that I think is absolutely guaranteed. Um, I like the over one and a half team totals for MacArthur. You can get that around 1.9. So if you want to be a little bit of a, not a shite bag, but want to be a little bit more sure, certain, um, you can go a little bit shorter there. And I think that's phenomenal value for the uh, treble. And then on the other end of the spectrum, if you want to be a greedy bastard, like I love to be, and I promised I wouldn't bring it as an actual pick for the show, but as a little side spice, I I don't think um, MacArthur are going to keep a clean sheet here. This is, they've been, both teams are scoring quite a few of their games and Newcastle have been kind of decent on the road. They're not like completely shit, but they're just can't get out of their own way. So if you want to get extremely spicy and 
throw this as a single. Um, I love a MacArthur win and both teams to score. And I'd imagine that's around like 3.5-ish, 3.6 I'm going to get the spritz ball. Right. <laughs> I'd just be like, no, this is not. But the charity pick is MacArthur. The charity pick is MacArthur. But because I can't help myself, I, I got to throw those other two in. Just for so, every end of the spectrum. So the charity treble are his wins for Kashiwa Rezol, Lecce and MacArthur. And that works out it's 7.65 to 1. So should we get three wins, that'll be £86.50 going to when? charity next week. When we get when we get those when, wins. Yeah. Um, so a good show. 12 solid picks. Um, a lot of value in there. Some big prices too. If you wanted to put it on as a twelve-fold, it's 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 ridiculous. One six six thousand eight hundred ninety-five point nine six to one. Oh, there you go. There you go. Wait. A wee a wee pound can make you almost seven grand. <laughs> one day we'll hit. The, one day we will hit the twelve-fold. One day, we've come close. We've got 10, 10 out of eleven. I think was our closest. Yeah. I don't know. That sounds like a pretty good uh, way to bounce back from last week. So yeah, it was a all <laughs> up a four with a twelve. Yeah, that would be that would just be wonderful. Um, thanks everyone for listening. Do join us on Facebook. We have a Facebook group. Uh, free to join. Just be part of the community. Um, talk betting with other like-minded people. Just search Trampled Bet Podcast on Facebook and join the group. Uh, and a reminder: we do have a Patreon. Um, if you want to give something back to the show, it's six pounds a month. And you get all the picks written down in a handy cheat sheet format. You get the middle section of this show. You get to watch it as a video podcast as soon as we finished it. Um, so this is Wednesday evening. It will come out then, whereas the audio version comes out late in the day on Thursday. And you also get all the extra content stuff as well. So patreon.com forward slash trample bet or download the Patreon app, trample bet podcast. Have a search for that. Gordon, Joey, thank you very much. Do enjoy the rest of your evening. Um, thank you to everyone for listening. And we'll catch up next week. Happy hunting. Bye. The Trample Bet Podcast is produced by Andy Vaughn, Gordon McLarnan, and Gary Black. Part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Find the next show you'll love at sport-social.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.